Thank you for listening to the Streams Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community that strives to know Jesus and make Him known. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a great rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Am I on? All right. I promise we did not give COVID to Pastor Baker. I did. We did not hand that off. We didn't do that, but we are so sad. I got a text early this morning that they're not going to be able to make it, so um, we'll have to uh, continue the spirit of honor with them. So, um, anyways, it is so good to be back. Last uh, last Sunday, we watched online and we were cheering you guys on. Um, shout out to Tony. He did a great job with the message. Yeah. But we missed you. We're like, oh, man, if it could be anywhere in the world, it'd be at stream. So um, it is so good to be back with you. And uh, shout out to all of you guys who are doing um, the 21 days of prayer and fasting. I know we had uh, opened up the church building last Friday, and it was great just to to come in and just spend some time with the Lord. People were praying for each other, and it was just a really special time. So uh, thank you guys for joining that um, that mission. We, we want to be a a people of prayer, a church of prayer, because we believe in it so, so much. So anyways, we are going to be talking today about honor. And the whole series um, that Tony kicked off was all about reset. Reset and get into a new rhythm of God's values. So the idea is, um, I don't know, if anybody had like a, a smartphone that had issues or problems at any time of their life? I'm surprised. There's only two hands, yes. Well, for those of, you know, like, if, if it's just not loading right or just all of that stuff, sometimes the best thing to do is just shut it down, right? Shut it down, reset, or if you have a computer, a modem, you just want to reset it. So in electronics, sometimes it fixes itself. Well, what does it look like for us to reset in our lives, in our emotions, in our habits, in our patterns? And so this series, I'm very excited about it because it's super practical, it's really relatable, and what we're going to do is we're going to look at what Scripture tells us, how, to, how our lives should look. So that's going to be the reflection that we look at is Scripture, and we see it as a mirror, and we're like, oh, I've got some things off. I need to make some adjustments here and there. So that's the idea of creating new rhythms and resetting this new year. I think all of us have gone through a lot the last couple years, Amen. <laughs> And we just need a time and a space to say, okay, Lord, you know what? I want your voice to be big in my life. I want your voice to trump culture, to trump news, to trump media. How, how is it that I should live according to your word? Does that make sense? So I am very, um, man, I'm just honored. And I just, studying the weight of, of the topic of honor, it really is a big, big deal. And this is why it's so important that we talk about this, because for some of us, even myself, I'm like, I didn't realize that showing dishonor is such a stumbling block, because the Bible really has a lot to say about it. So today we're going to unpack who the Bible tells us that we should honor, what that looks like, and there's a really interesting story about um, a situation of dishonor and what the Lord and how he responded to that. So can we go ahead and dig in here? Let's pray. Jesus, we welcome you into this space. Thank you for being here, God. And we just, um, we just want your word to change us. So God, would you speak to us? If there's any, any correction or any alignment, we just ask that you would help us to do that. And we thank you and we praise you for your grace and your compassion and all that you've done to go to the cross so that we can have a life of freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Okay, well, what is honor? Let's start there. Um, the Bible talks about honor is to value or to esteem, to have great respect for. And the word for honor in the Greek is teme. It's spelled just like time, but that's what it means. It means to value. It means to esteem, to have great respect for. It's honoring a person and showing them value and to bestow an honor upon them. Now, the opposite word for honor is a word called atomus. It means to dishonor, or get this, to treat as common or ordinary. And what it does is it doesn't recognize the uniqueness or the importance of a person or item, and it treats it as common. And so what's interesting in the, in, in the topic of honor is you look at our culture, and you have to ask the question, does our culture, does it show much honor? Does it place a high value or importance in our world to honor others? I don't think it does. I don't see that. As a matter of fact, I see a culture that criticizes and finds fault. Isn't that our natural response? <laughs> and it shows, um, it's even almost um, like funny for kids on TV to show disrespect to their parents or to authority or teachers or police. We have reels, we have Instagram reels, which I, I like those. Do you, does anybody, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I'm honest, but they're, anyways, there's a lot of them that are inappropriate. However, there's a, a lot of reels that we look at that are like full of dishonor. And we don't even recognize it because it's kind of mixed into our culture. And so today we have to look at what scripture says about honoring. So here's a couple things that the Bible says we should honor. Who in the Bible says we should honor? The first part is God. Psalms, or excuse me, Proverbs 3, 9, says it says to honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruits, with your finances, your bodies, and with your worship. So we just went through Christmas. How many of you guys are like king gift card givers? Just like, I don't know what they want. Just give them a gift card. Bless you guys. I loved all your gift cards, all your gifts. Thank you. Keep them coming. Um, but for my kids, we're like, talking to Susie, I'm like, what should we get our kids? And we, we got some ideas and stuff. But what's great about the scripture here is it says, honor to the Lord, and he tells us how to. He says, you honor me with your worship. What we did today, when we lifted our hands, when we sang, when you clap, when you dance, when you kneel, you honor God with your worship. That's how we honor God. That's what he wants as gifts. We also honor God with our bodies. What does that look like? That means that we don't go certain places. That means we stay away from addiction or sexual immorality or different things like that. We protect our eyes because we don't want to use our bodies in an act of sin because that would dishonor God. Does that make sense? We also honor God with our finances because it's acknowledging him and saying, you know what, you've given me the ability, you've given me the resources, you've put me in this country, and I have a job and I earn money because of you and your goodness. And so I want to honor you and give you back a portion of that. Does that make sense? The next person in scripture that we should honor is our parents. Um, Exodus 20, it talks about this as one of the Ten Commandments. A lot of you are familiar with it. Honor your father and your mother. And this is an interesting commandment because it comes with a promise. And that's what I want to impart to you today because a culture of honor 
rewards and it comes with a promise. And a culture of dishonor comes with challenges. So what's the honor? What's the, what's the blessing? It says that you may live long in the land your God has given you, the Lord your God has given you. It's long life. And parents, we need to teach our children that honor is important. We need to not allow them to dishonor us, and we need to take a stand against that because if you follow that true, and it's okay for kids to dishonor you, then when they get to school or when they have their first job, their boss isn't going to like that, and they're going to be removed from their job. And that's going to handicap them. Does that make sense? It's going to cripple them, and it's a stumbling block. We need to teach honor to our kids, that you respect the person, you respect their property, their possession. If somebody loans you something, you respect that and you give it back. Does that make sense? And I know for us, like, it's important for us to honor our parents. And we're all not perfect, right? Our parents aren't perfect. <laughs> we don't have to respect and agree with everything that they've done, but we want to show them honor. Why? Because God tells us it's important to, right? So he can help us do that. Does that make sense? All right, here we go. I'm going to start digging. Are you guys ready? I'm sorry. It's going to be uncomfortable, maybe. <laughs> we have to honor those in authority, in government, in police, in fire, in different places of authority, our supervisors, our bosses. We are a church that respects our government leaders. We're a church that respects the police and the first responders and those who serve in political, political arenas. Why? Because God says it's important. In Romans 13, 1, it says that everyone should, excuse me, everyone must submit. Think about that language. That's, pretty, that's a pretty strong tone. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. For the authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. And so, what I want to say is that you can disagree with a person and still show that person honor. Does that make sense? I like this statement. It says that respect is earned, but honor is given. We earn respect, we earn trust, but honor is a gift that we bestow upon a person. And isn't it true that when you bestow honor upon somebody, that a lot of times they'll raise to that level of expectation. But when we tear down, when we find fault, and when we criticize, a lot of times they stoop to that level. Does that make sense? So we need to be people of honor. Um, Bill Johnson had a great quote. It says, a culture of honor is celebrating who a person is without stumbling over who they're not. And don't you love that grace toward yourself? <laughs> I love it when people can see the good of me and not stumble over how ridiculous I am sometimes. <laughs> I'll say wrong words, I'll stumble over this, I'll... <laughs> Bless my wife, thank you for my... <laughs> dealing with me. <laughs> she knows some of my, my, my quirks for sure. But we need to be a place of honor and we need to celebrate the good and the treasure that's in people. Um, I think about the, the life of Paul, the apostle. He wrote much of the Bible. But look at that guy. If there's anybody who should have a complaint against the political system, it's this guy. He was thrown in jail for believing that Christ was the Messiah. He was thrown in jail 
for stirring up trouble because he cast out a demon of a girl. <laughs> like, this is just amazing. Yet, in Romans 13, who wrote the book of Romans? That guy. <laughs> He's the one that says everyone must submit. Isn't that interesting? Out of somebody, we, we don't see in the Gospels all this venting of different things. Even though he lived right in Nero, and that was, it, Nero was responsible for eliminating, he began a campaign to eliminate Christianity. He was right in the thick of all of that. And still he says we must honor authority. Next, um, the people that we should honor is our spiritual pastors and our spiritual leaders. It says in Timothy uh, 5.17, it says, The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. So this is my favorite part about the message, because... <laughs> no, I wasn't... No, no. I just want to boast on these elders, like Paul Michelson, Paul Greer, Don Bassett... These men carry a lot, and they are worthy of honor. They pray for you. They reach out. They meet. They care for this congregation. And they do it out of a happy heart, of a servant's heart, and there's no big pay. It's volunteer. And so I honor you guys. I also honor and want to give a huge shout-out to the people that work in kids and youth, men and women, small groups. Brittany's team is, uh, is just amazing what they can do. They, her team encompasses, like, she ministers to my kids. And I appreciate that she is teaching them scripture. But her and Cookie and Tiffany, uh, Makame and Donna and Sally, like, these ladies are worthy of honor. In our youth, Isaac and his team, Reed and Lydia, Bryce, Danielle, Allie, Dave and Andy, like, these are the men and women who think about every week, how can we impact the lives of our junior high and our high school? They do that. They're in partnership with you to share the gospel and to make the gospel real in our kids' life. They are worthy of honor. They're worthy of honor. I think about the women's ministry and Valerie and just the faithless service. Thank you, Valerie. I thank you for Joella and Emily, Lord, all these different people that, that come together. I think of the men with Jeff and Jerome, who's doing Bible studies. Dave, who opens up his house every Saturday morning. He had a, a vision of building this huge, big patio for men's ministry on Saturday morning. It's amazing. Like, these people are worthy of honor. John Wallace helps with men and with kids and all sorts of stuff. So, um, small group leaders, we have uh, Jim and Marilyn and Frank and Isabella, they open up their house. You are worthy of honor. And I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you because the Lord is keeping tally of that. And I also want to bless and say thank you to the worship team. Um, I'm going to derail a little bit and um, say some very sad news, but um, Jackie has been faithfully serving our congregation um, for over three years in worship. Don't you love what she does? I love it so much. She is um, going to be transitioning off as the lead worship pastor more to a volunteer role. So she'll still be leading worship, um, but just not as constant. Um, so in February, she's going to kind of take a, 
uh, a shift in more of a volunteer role. She's got some really awesome opportunities um, in her work, promotions that are going to take some more of her time. And um, Jackie, I respect you and I honor you. It's amazing what you've gone through and how you still said, I'm going to stand up here, I'm going to worship the Lord, and I'm going to lead others to do that. Thank you for being who you are. Just love it. So she's not going away, <laughs> um, but I just, I just love her heart, and I love her worship. So um, we've got some feelers out there. Um, we're going to maybe get a little temporary person in here, but be praying for that because worship's a huge, huge part of this church. It's a huge part of the fabric in our lives to honor God. So um, thank you for that. Um, here's an interesting story that I'll share. Um, it's found in Numbers chapter 12. Um, this is a story that's um, kind of, uh, it kind of shocked me and stirred me up because I'm like, man, I, I got, it. this is for me. <laughs> Here, here's what happened. Moses is leading the people of Israel. They're out of Egypt. They've crossed the Red, tree, uh, the Red Sea and um, Moses gets married, and a lot of times um, when people get married, we have comments about, <laughs> right? We have opinions. Well, that's what happened back in the Old Testament, too. <laughs> so um, Moses' uh, family, Miriam and Aaron, brother and sister, um, they began to talk against Moses because he married a Cushite wife. Um, I don't know what a Cushite is, but um, apparently they had some thoughts about that. Um, and they, they said to each other, has the Lord spoken only through Moses, they asked? Hasn't he spoken through us too? And the Lord heard this. The Lord, the scripture writes that the Lord heard this. That's a good indication that when you were being critical or when we're dishonoring, ouch, the Lord hears this. So they are back in the tabernacle days and they would have times and rhythms on when to meet with the Lord. But look what happens. The Bible also mentions that um, now the Lord was, or, um, excuse me, now Moses was very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. And so Lord, the Lord hears this, and he says, at once he said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, come down to the tent of meeting, all three of you. So all three of them went down. It's kind of like when I hear my kids misbehaving upstairs, I'm like, kids, get downstairs, right? Like, that's the context. He's like, immediately, I'm meeting with you. And he says, then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud, and he stood at the entrance of the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When the two of them stepped forward, he said, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions, and I speak to them in dreams. But, but this is not true with my servant Moses. He is faithful in my house. With him, I speak face to face, clearly, not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord burned against them, and he left them. When the cloud lifted from above the tent, Miriam's skin was leprous. It became white as snow. Aaron turned to her and saw that she had a defiling skin disease. And he said to Moses, please, my Lord, I ask you not to hold against us the sin that we have foolishly committed. I am guilty of committing foolish sins, right? I think we're all guilty of that. 
But you look at this, and God was so... He was so serious about this matter because now Moses is leading the people and he can't allow people to rebel against Moses because wasn't that the first sin? The devil saying, you know what? You're not all that. I'm all that. I can do this. And when he did, what happened? Satan got kicked out of heaven. But what's fascinating, I, I, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but it would seem like when he got kicked out of heaven, Maybe there'd be a couple angels that would have like bought into his theory or bought into that gossip or whatever. But it wasn't 10%. It wasn't 20%. It said a third of the angels were cast out of heaven that day. That shows me that just like God gave Miriam leprosy, that leprosy is contagious. And dishonor and critical spirit is contagious, isn't it? And, and leprosy actually, it, they kick you out and it confines you. So if you're taking offense or if you're giving offense, it kind of separates you. And what happens with leprosy is it, is it kills the nerve endings. So you lose feeling. And sometimes when you're in sin, you begin to lose feeling towards the Holy Spirit. And so that's why I feel like God was so serious about this that he had to stop this immediately. Miriam was healed a week later, but I think it serves as a really, really good lesson to us that even though we don't agree with somebody, it doesn't give us the right to dishonor them. That no matter what, we honor the position of the presidency. We honor the position of our supervisor. And we want to show honor because that glorifies God. Does that make sense? And lastly, um, the Bible says that we should honor others. In Romans 12, 10, it says that we should love each other with genuine affection. We should take delight in honoring one another. In another version, it says to show out honor, like to, to try to out-honor each other. Isn't that an interesting thought? Because our natural tendency is for us to think about us. What am I doing? What do I need? But in showing honor, that brings us together and it glorifies God. And so I know that um, as we speak, my heart as your pastor is to give you space. And as we come to a close of this message, um, I would be doing you a disservice if there's names or situations where you're like, ooh, man, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. So I just want to give you a second to just pray and just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent for speaking against this person. I repent for speaking dishonor towards this person. Because my heart is to, to help you and grow you in your relationship with God. So do you mind if we just take a second? It might be awkward. Let's just take a moment of silence. And this is your space. If there's anybody who maybe you have dishonored, let's just take that to the Lord right now. Can we do that? Lord, thank you for your word. And um, I just thank you for your love that convicts us so that you can wash away all sin. I just boast and I worship in your grace. And we ask for forgiveness for speaking ill of those in authority. It's a foolish sin. And we know that you take it serious. So, so help us to honor others. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, thank you.
um, for your spirit of honor, for your culture of honor. I, I'm blessed, and I see it all the time. And so as we close this service, I just want to remind you, we have a prayer team here that would love to pray with you. Maybe you are dealing with some sickness or just want somebody to talk to. We'd be honored to do that. But as the worship team comes up, um, may this be a space to where we can just reflect and just say, you know what, Lord, I want to I wanna worship you. Teach me what it looks like to honor you. And this is our chance to respond to the Lord in worship in one final song. So go ahead and stand up and join us.